Hi guys, thank you so much for coming and joining me. Today I'm gonna to be talking about inquiry-based learning, but I'm also gonna be talking about project-based learning. I'm gonna compare the two, see what the differences are, what are the similarities, and hopefully help you as you go about your process of working out which approach should you use for your classroom and the lessons you're going to teach. Before we get started though, I want to let you know that if you head to teacherspd.net slash free WLTM, you can grab yourself a free physical copy of my book. All I ask you to do is to cover postage and handling for me and I will ship that out to you and it will come probably within a week, I imagine, from when you order it and you can get a free copy. I've just asked you to cover postage and handling, which in Australia is about $12. So please uh, come and get yourself a free book, teacherspd.net slash free WLTM for work less, teach more. Today, as I said, we are looking at inquiry-based learning and project-based learning. And I've had experience with a bit of both of these. I mean, uh, I was introduced to inquiry-based learning when I read the book Dive Into Inquiry, which is written by Trevor McKenzie. I've since actually interviewed Trevor a couple of times on my podcast, but if you want to see me chatting to him about inquiry-based learning and how to do that, head over to episode 47 of this podcast and you can catch me interviewing him there, or I'll put a link below uh, this video if you're watching this on YouTube, and you can click that to go and watch that YouTube video. Now, I also have some inquiry-based learning background through the reading of Understanding by Design, which is really focused on an inquiry-based learning kind of approach, but it does that through the whole backwards uh, design process for backwards programming, backward unit designs, starting with the end in mind type stuff. That's all Understanding by Design. I've actually interviewed Jay McT as well. There's a, a three episodes, I think, for um, an interview with Jay McT. He's one of the authors of that book. And it would be fantastic for you to go and listen to those as well to get more of an understanding of the inquire, Understanding by Design framework. But you know, I didn't just uh, read these books. I then applied them. So when I read Understanding by Design and Trevor McKenzie's book, Dive Into Inquiry, I have since then actually used the Understanding by Design frameworks and processes to create inquiry-based learning units for pretty much all of my classes ever since. And I love this approach. The only time that I've used anything slightly different to inquiry-based learning actually is when I've used project-based learning. And project-based learning, I was introduced to that by one of my friends, Kelly Pfeiffer. She is a teacher, She, I think she's still out at Dubbo Distance Ed in Australia, New South Wales. I interviewed her about project-based learning all the way back, it's a long time ago, in episode 10. Uh, so please go and check out that episode if you want to. I also interviewed Tom Markham, who she put me on to, and she told me he's the godfather of project-based learning, one of the uh, early, really early guys to come up with this kind of way of teaching. I interviewed him in episode 19. Uh, I even brought him out in 2017, I think, to run a workshop for everyone and I do hope to continue to run similar workshops going into the future and now that COVID is really opening up here in New South Wales and Australia for us uh, so we can start to get back to face-to-face -face learning again and networking and all that kind of stuff. I, I love face-to-face -face workshops. Uh, so I've also created a bunch of PBL units. Uh, I've done it for U11 PDH, I've done it for other years as well and I love that approach as well. They're both really fantastic approaches. They're actually quite similar in a lot of ways. So I'm gonna start by talking about their similarities before I talk about their differences, but they are both fantastic approaches for 
how to teach students, particularly when you're looking at preparing them for life beyond school and developing all those uh, learning skills and stuff that students need. So let's start off with the similarities. So the similarities are first and foremost that they both are kind of designed around these driving questions and sometimes some sub questions to help really focus the learning or to drive the learning forward. So both approaches, project-based learning and query-based learning requires someone to come up with this driving question that kind of encompasses everything you need to learn throughout the unit or throughout the series of lessons that you're doing. Uh, and sometimes that's then broken down into some sub-questions to help the students to kind of achieve something before they get to answering the big question at the end. The second thing is that both approaches are very student-centered. Uh, they these approaches can be teacher created, like I can do a teacher coming up with the project or a teacher coming up with the whole inquiry process and then running the students through that. You can do them both by co-creating it. You can sit down with your students and both come up with driving questions and come up with projects and that kind of stuff together. Or you can actually do ones that are completely you know, student-centered where the students are coming up with the questions and the ideas and everything and then they're helping you match it up to the outcomes or to your standards if you're in America or something. Uh, that's what you, you can do either of those. So you can, they're very student-centered. You can do that uh, by designing it as a teacher, co-creating it, or having the students create units by themselves and then just making sure that that's matching up with what needs to be taught. So there are two similarities so far. So both using driving questions and both are very student-centered. The third thing is that they have a period of inquiry and research that are conducted by the students along with some form of explicit direct instruction. Now, I know a lot of people think that if you do inquiry-based learning or doing project-based learning, that there is no direct instruction from the teacher. Now, you can kind of design it for that to be the case, but generally speaking, what I'm talking about here when I talk about explicit direct instruction, it's kind of that, you know, when you get down with one or two students and you're helping to re-explain something or you're helping them to really find what they need to do next. Uh, and sometimes you can be sitting down with you know, four or five and you can reteach something that they haven't quite understood from the readings and their research that they've done. And so they both allow for that to happen. And generally speaking, like in the units that I've done, I've used particularly videos that I make, like this one, for example, I'm making a video and I'm also recording a podcast at the same time. But yeah, I would record stuff and then give that to the students and they can then access that when they need it, which is really cool. Uh, I'm really big on flipped learning, which I'm gonna make another video talking about how flipped learning, inquiry-based learning and project-based learning all go together. Uh, but at this point, I'm, I'm, we're just talking about project-based learning and inquiry-based learning. So both of them have that room for explicit direct instruction and both of them have this extended period of time where the students are doing lots of the inquiry, lots of the research, uh, so they're, going through a process where they need to learn the information that they need to create their project or learn the information they need to answer their driving questions. And that's where both things are very similar. They both have this inquiry and research-based thing. So they also are both very student-centered and both have driving questions. That's three things. Our next thing, number four, is that they both have a process of review. So that means that basically as you get towards the end, there's this process where students will give you a draft or give you a prototype or give you like a model of what they're planning to create and there's this whole review and feedback kind of process that's going to happen sometimes that will actually involve someone external to the school coming in and providing the students with some feedback as well particularly if you're doing 
something that's actually gonna solve a real world problem, particularly that happens in project-based learning. Can also happen in query-based learning, but yeah, project-based learning is generally about solving problems and stuff and creating projects. And so that review process is really, it's built into both. So they both have this whole thing towards the end where there's lots of review. Uh, both of them have a showcase at the end as well where the students are showing off their work. Well, not showing them off, but you know, displaying their work. They're explaining their work to other people. Uh, that could be done through you know, a walking gallery. It could be done through presentations the students give. It could be you know, a night that's held with the students presenting all their uh, learning and what they created or what um, they've done to answer their questions. All that kind of stuff can all come at the end and often even after the showcase, then there's some kind of celebration of the learning that's been happening. So there's lots of things that they have in common. There's these driving questions, the student-centered, they have a period of inquiry and research, they both have a process of review that's happening and they both have some sort of showcase thing that happens at the end to really uh, have the learning put into and before an authentic audience. <coughs> But well, let's bring up this table that compares the differences between project-based learning and inquiry-based learning. So we're gonna start with project-based learning and work our way through here. So project-based learning is completely centered around the project. Yes, it's student-centered, but it's also project-centered. So the students are creating something and it is this thing that they're creating that is used to address the standards you're teaching or the outcomes that you're after. And it's all about the project. The students go through more of a design process as well here. So rather than going through an inquiry process, which is what we're gonna have for inquiry-based learning, here we have a design process because the students are generally creating something. They've got to think of how this is gonna be designed, how they're gonna solve the problem. Often the question is a problem with project-based learning because it's kind of stemmed off of, pro of problem-based learning, which is very similar things. So project-based learning there, very focused on the project and it has this design process which you know, is the design, refine, get feedback, try again, you know, that a lot more testing and seeing if things work and if they don't work, going back to the drawing board type process for project-based learning. Inquiry-based learning on the other hand, inquiry-based learning is all about the inquiry, right? It's what it's based on. And inquiry is about asking questions. And so for me, this is specifically student-centered curiosity where students are asking lots of these questions. Now there is this driving question that could have been come up with by the teacher, but there's always an inquiry-based learning, this concept or this uh, culture that's set up where the students' questions are very much valued. They get put up on your know, wonder walls and stuff like that. The students get a chance to answer them and they discuss how they answered them and it gets celebrated, the, this learning that's done through curiosity and all being based around inquiry and asking questions. There is always room and time for students' questions for seeking those answers as well. Everything in inquiry-based learning revolves around these questions, particularly around the driving question and then maybe possibly around the sub-questions. And more questions can always be added to the inquiry as it unfolds. So if you start off with a particular driving question and maybe three sub-questions, as you're going through and doing the research with the students and they're coming up with questions, they might have other questions that need to be added to the sub-questions and stuff to make sure that they're better answering the larger driving question or they might even choose to talk to you about adjusting the large driving question to include some particular key things that I think that, that they think they need to know in order to answer the question better. There's often in inquiry-based learning, there is often a project 
but it doesn't have to be the case. So you can do inquiry-based learning without a project. It really depends on what your definition of a project is too, I guess. Uh, but inquiry-based learning generally has more of a final product uh, in the sense of, you know, they're going to create more like a project or they can write essays. They might make some explainer videos and stuff, which could be like a project-based learning too. And your project is to create the explainer video. But if you're doing essays in project-based learning, that's kind of sucky, right? Because you're not really doing a project so much. You're just designing an essay, which would fall more into an inquiry-based learning kind of process. So while project-based learning is more likely to have a physical product, such as a diorama or an artwork or something, inquiry-based learning, though it can have that, uh, it lends itself as well to creating more of a result of inquiry, right? If you're constantly asking these questions, then what you produce is answers to those questions. Whereas in project-based learning, you're more looking at problems that to be solved and so you're producing uh, solutions to those problems, which generally are more, can be more physical type products and projects at the end. So there are differences. Now for me personally, I prefer inquiry uh, just because there is, for me at least, a slightly greater emphasis on students developing their learning skills. Uh, that's because inquiry for me is all about you know, the students asking questions, we have the questions that we have and that whole research process of diving into further inquiry and kind of following the rabbit down the rabbit hole kind of process. And so for me, that's kind of what learning is. It's that whole idea of asking questions, finding a solution, or it raises another question, keep going, keep going, and you're learning more and more and more as you go, which I think is super exciting. I'm not hugely sold personally on the whole design process of you know, t putting something and seeing if it works and then trying again and refining it. I get it, I've done it, uh, and I don't mind it, but I prefer the inquiry process. I think the design process is more suited to subjects such as um, if you're doing STEM or STEAM or something like that, or if you're doing some kind of science and maths kind of thing where kids are actually creating real projects that involve moving parts or whatever else, or if you're doing something like art where you're creating a real big physical kind of project at the end and you need to refine and go through the design process, I think that's fantastic. Project-based learning is really what you want. But inquiry-based learning for me is more flexible because it could include a project and kind of be a, almost a project-based learning but still focusing more on the question, right? So I think inquiry is more flexible uh, and it really can suit a lot broader range of subject areas. Uh, I also prefer IBL because it allows more time and freedom for the students to be curious and ask their own questions. Whereas I find with project-based learning, there's not as much time devoted to the students asking and answering their own questions or doing that, that kind of further development of their own curiosity. And I think the developing of curiosity is a fantastic thing that we can do as educators preparing our students going forward into life beyond school. Now, I particularly like how Trevor McKenzie takes his students, so in his book, Dive Into Inquiry, he talks about how he takes his students throughout a year. In each term, he slowly scaffolds things and takes students from a teacher-led inquiry where the, you know, he's coming up with a question and the resources and helping the students do the learning and creating uh, some kind of answer at the end. And then he slowly scaffolds that to then co-creating things, 
to at the end where he does a free inquiry where the students are coming up with the entire inquiry process using the understanding by design scaffold that I use to create units of work. <laughs> he helps guide his students to be able to use that to create their units of work which are free inquiry but are still meeting the standards or in fewer New South Wales the outcomes and stuff that you need to teach to your students. And I think that the fact that you can do that with inquiry based learning, I mean you could try and do that with PBL, I think it's a bit harder because there's more moving pieces to PBL, but uh, inquiry based learning for me I think is fantastic. It's definitely my preference. Uh, where should you start? Well, because both of them particularly are focused not just like project-based learning has its project, but it also has a driving question. They always have driving questions, both of them. And so I would really encourage you, if you're just starting out with inquiry or project-based learning, start by just beginning to create these driving questions that you use throughout each of your units that just capture everything. Like you're looking for a question that's open-ended and that requires a student to learn everything in your unit to be able to answer that question. And so they can be difficult to come up with. They require a bit of refining as you go. Uh, sometimes I come up with three or four and the kids then pick which one they like best or they come up with their own uh, to go with that. And crafting these can take time. It needs a bit of skill and refining. So if you're starting out, start with that. Start by just trying to come up with these driving questions that encompass everything that your students need to learn. Well, if you enjoyed this and you are enjoying the podcast or if you're here on YouTube watching me, I would love for you to leave a review. In fact, if you're on YouTube, I'd love you to leave a comment and let me know whether, what you prefer, whether you prefer inquiry-based learning or project-based learning, which one is more suited to your subject area. Let me know in the comments or if you're on the podcast, feel free to shoot me an email, daniel at teacherspd. I'd love to hear from you there. Now, if you're a PDH teacher, if you happen to be in New South Wales and a PDH teacher like I am, uh, I am actually running a workshop in September on basically using the inquiry-based learning process to create units of work for uh, HSE PDHPE. Uh, if that is something that you think might interest you, head over to pdhpe.net slash HSC. Have a look at that. It's coming up in September. Make sure you register soon though because spaces are limited and it is filling up. Uh, if you can't make that date, then feel free to check out my online courses because my online courses also a lot, pretty much all of them actually for PDH focus on this inquiry-based learning approach to creating units of work that are super engaging, that help your students develop that learning skill and get them moving forward. So if you can't make the date in September, just go to the store, so teacher.pdhpe.net slash store and have a look at any of those online courses. They all further go into this process and how to create inquiry-based learning kind of subjects. Well, as always, guys, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for coming and listening to, with, uh, to me today. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Until then, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a review if you haven't yet. And if you teach PDHP, hit up those links to learn more about the inquiry-based learning process. You can check out all that stuff there. But otherwise, I look forward to chatting to you all again next week. Here's to being an effective teacher.